Hi. <laughs> Hi. You'd expect this, to see me, huh? Not that quick, quick. No. Okay, so this is Miss Kapow, and it's September 6th, 2020. Yes. Uh, and today we're going to do, we're going to talk, we're going to talk some more about with the Red Cross current stuff, what's going on with them, because it's of biblical proportions, and it is... Uh, signs of the times. Signs of the times. It's like prophecy coming to life right before your eyes. Let me say this. A lot of people are out there, Ms. Kapow, and they're having dreams, and they're having visions. You know, there's, there's, God's telling them this, and God's telling them that. All kinds of stuff. You gotta be cautious about that, because I saw, vi I didn't watch the video, but I saw the caption, yeah. where this guy said, through math, math, mathematics, he is able to, to determine the day of the rapture. Yeah, and that's been you know, that's been <laughs> happening for years. You know, they so. calculating numbers and they're mathematicians. They do that with the doctrine. Yeah, everybody's having dreams and oh my God, this one guy that had dreams a few months ago, he keeps putting videos up, this pastor, this weird guy, Dana something, Cornerstone or something. Don't listen to that. Let me tell you something. You want to know what's happening? Read your Bible. Read your Bible. <laughs> Matthew 24, Luke 21, Mark Aww. 13, uh, I think even Luke 16. You can't understand the book of Revelation unless you understand Old Testament. But if you can start to understand that, you're going to get it. But Jesus told you what was going to happen. Paul laid out some stuff, but Jesus told you what was going to happen and how it's going to happen. Also, Daniel uh, 2 with the head of gold and on down what's going to happen at the end. So that's all. that's what you need to know. All this other nonsense, throw it away. It's trash. I'm serious. It's just nuts. And I know uh, they're going to go, Acts, in the last days, your old men are going to dream dreams and dream dreams and all this crap. Knock it off. Stick to the word of God or else you're going to be deceived. You really will. Because Jesus says it's going to be so bad at the end times, and it's already here, the apostasy, the falling away from truth is so prevalent, and it is. It's so strong right now that if possible, even the very elect will be deceived, right? And that's, why God, and that's why God has to shorten the time or exactly. no one will be left. So if you, don't, if you don't have your head in the word and understand the word of God and doctrine and eschatology according to the word of God, you are very capable of being deceived and you go sideways. And you'll fall away. It's apostate. Uh, and it's all over. The modern-day church is totally apostate. They're totally pagan. They're worshiping pagan gods. They're worshiping other Jesuses. They're even worshiping the Holy Spirit rather than Jesus. It's all over the place. <clears throat> I'm done with them. So, <laughs> yeah, so I am. I'm totally, I'm totally done with cultural Christianity, folks. I, I don't uh, subscribe to it at all. So here we go. We're going to talk about what's going on now. And, Miss um, Kapow, why don't you read that scripture uh, in Luke, I believe you have. So we'll see. Just just read a couple of verses about what Jesus says, and then we're going to talk about what we're going to talk about, and you'll see what why we're talking about it. All right. So we're going to go to Luke 21 and read verses 25 and 26. It says... And there will be strange signs in the sun, moon, and stars. And here on 
earth, the nations will be in turmoil, perplexed by the roaring seas and strange tides. People will be terrified at what they see coming down the earth, for the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then everyone will see the Son of Man coming on a cloud with glory and great... Oh, I'm sorry. A cloud with power and great glory. So when all these things begin to happen, stand and look up for your salvation is near. Amen. Now that's great glory, not gray glory for you harvest no. freaks. And I'm hearing an echo, and that's why um, I'm talking you, funny. Yeah, take one of the earbuds. What it is, I'll explain to you later. But if you take one of the earbuds, that, that might help. Okay. I just need your microphone to talk. You really just need your microphone. You know what? Take it all off. I have an external microphone for you. All take right. them both off. Okay. My bad. That's all right. Just, yeah, there you go. Because I can hear you. Are you better now? I, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you said something because I was thinking of a whole different system. That's all right. All right. Uh, before we get started, look at this T-shirt. I destroy silence. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, that is so you. <laughs> I do. And not, and not just on the drums. I'm just constantly noisy. Constantly. Constantly. I like white noise. I like fans, fountains, things like that. I don't like, I don't like, I like silence of nature but not the silence of inside of a but home. But even in nature, Jerry, you talk. I can't help it. I got I'm just stuff saying. to say. Well, well, you know. You've been talking in your sleep. I, well, you've been talking in your <laughs> sleep. Okay, Miss Cabal, let's go. We're wasting time. We're burning dead well, night here. I have to have coffee. Once you have coffee, I am going to go over the Red Cross stuff. Miss Capal's going to show you some pictures, and I'm going to read to you uh, the, the Red Cross memorandum of what's going on this week. And... Um, Here's, here's another thing that's important. We're breaking weather records everywhere, everywhere. Uh, right here in Nevada where we live, we have broken um, the hottest days. Like uh, last week we had the hottest day, you know, in, in Can September. Can I tell a story? Yeah. I was parked um, outside for just a few minutes because I was picking up lunch for um, Jerry and I. <laughs> And when I got back in my car, the temperature reading was 127. 127. I, mean, I could not even touch my steering wheel or anything. I had to wait for it to cool down a little bit. But then as I was driving home, it went down to 117. Woo! And I needed a sweater. <laughs> yeah. On our, on our Fifth Hook Media page, uh, Facebook, Facebook, right? Fifth Hook Media. I just posted a picture of my... Um, thermometer in my car while I was driving. I know, I took my phone while I was driving and took a picture. I mean, how crazy is that? And it was, it registered 117 at about 3.30 in the afternoon. 117 as I was driving. Ouch. Mm. Um, people, if you're listening on the podcast, you're going to miss the pictures uh, that Ms. Kapower is showing about these catastrophes and hurricanes and things like that. We'll st you'll still get the audio, and you'll hear me reading what the Red Cross says. But if you can, go to the YouTube channel, Fifth Hook Media YouTube channel. This will be posted under Kapow Cams. We have a playlist called Kapow Cam Videos. What and then that? you'll you'll <laughs> Kapow Cam, yeah. And you'll see all this. Maybe you don't want to. Maybe just listen to it. Well, maybe just turn it off right now. I don't blame you. Just do what you got to do. Survive, people. Uh so then Death Valley, Death Ooh, Valley, yeah. 
Now, this is Friday. We're doing this show on a Sunday, the 6th. So two days ago, Death Valley broke all records at um, a buck 25. It was 125 degrees. Here in Mesquite was 117. Jeez. Now, as we speak, there's snow expected in Denver, Colorado and other areas. Tuesday. Tuesday. Within a 48-hour period, they're going to drop 60 degrees. 60 degrees. 60 degrees. They're dropping. So things are bizarre. There, There's hurricanes coming. Um there is, there's still a lot of wildfires going on. There's heat mm. waves. It's, it's bizarre. It's not your regular weather. As, as we approach the end of history, the end of time, the returning of the Lord, and I know all you dispensationalists are waiting for the third temple, and you're waiting for the Antichrist, and you're waiting for all this nonsense, and you can wait all you want, have fun. I'll explain it to you on the day that Jesus comes and returns and, and takes us, and I'll explain it to you on the way up why you shouldn't wait for that stuff. You know, I guess I shouldn't have done you. you. Just be prepared. The day of the Lord can come at any time. That's why there's an immediate expectation all the time. Mm-hmm. Things don't have to happen for him to come back. He can come back any time. But what he says, what Christ says in Matthew 24, Luke 21, Mark 13, is that these things are going to happen and they're going to increase. It's 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 going to be where it's global. We've always had yeah, pestilence, right? You know, you've yeah. always had the the bird flu and the Chinese flu, and everything. But you now you got it globally. Mm-hmm. And my understanding is we haven't had a global pandemic like this COVID thing since the Spanish flu in 1918, after World War One. Well, now we're we're so technologically advanced with travel and airfare and stuff. Um, it's a major major global outbreak um the other just today i was looking at at the news and i and i'm looking at portland oregon and all the 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 uh, oh the peaceful protesters there um you know trying to light the cops on fire with fireworks and stuff unbelievable and i'm looking at that and i'm reading this story just uh vomiting in my mouth and then right under it i see the same thing that looks just like the same thing oh where's this at it's not here it was in hong kong china they're protesting uh, some election laws or something. So it's it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not civil unrest isn't just in America. It's not just the BLM. It's not the Bureau of Land Management. It's it's um it's everywhere. It's global, global. Uh, the weather patterns are global. We keep saying that. So it, we're breaking all kinds of records. It's it really is collapsing, folks. It's the birth pangs, and to me, with all these fires just breaking out everywhere, especially California and, you know, all these different places, it's almost like the earth is burning up, but mm-hmm. it's the solar rays or the corona um, yeah. thing. And there were like two different things that happened. Um, on um, I heard that this man said that he was at an ATM and for no reason at all, oh. all these receipts I saw were that. coming out. And too bad it wasn't money. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but, but all yeah. the receipts were coming out, I mean, and it was due to the coronal... The coronal uh, um, ejection or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then this morning, we were having coffee, and our neighbor's truck um, alarm went off just like that. Now, 
I don't know exactly what happened, but to me, I told um, Jerry that uh, it could be the sun. Well, yeah. I mean, we live in an neighborhood where there's people are out and about knocking cars around and stuff. You know, no, it's in his people can barely move. <laughs> so, yeah, it was weird. We saw him come out and check his truck, and he didn't know what happened. It was just, it just it was strange. Who knows? Ah, who knows, Mr. Powell? So, are you ready to? I am ready. Show some pictures. I'm gonna hit share. <clears throat> hit so some share, goodbye. and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep talking over these pictures because I know that's what you want to hear. It's me, and um, so there we go. There we go. I don't see it yet. Mm. Oh, Miss Capal. Well, I hit share. Huh? Share screen. Sure, uh -huh. you did. I did. And then you found the screen you wanted to share, and you clicked that. Oh, I do it again. It says, share screen. Weird. Share. There, and we got something. We got little kids. Those are my babies. Oh, okay. look at Here them. Aren't they cute? Oh. Do you see it? Yeah, I see it. It's All beautiful. Right. Uh, it says, Cat 4 Hurricane, 150 miles per hour, Parish, L.A., which is Louisiana. So let me get to the um, my uh, my email here. Wow, which looks just like your picture, so that's kind of trippy. Yeah, there's uh, three pictures that I copied from that article, okay. so that we could just kind of okay go by the go in the flow of the article. I love it. So what we're looking at here is this is from the Red Cross, right? Mm -hmm. And. Um, can I say something too about the, the the man that wrote it, Brad? Yeah. Um, he has such great insight. He does. And it's almost like he's a Christian because mm -hmm. he sees this through the lens, through the biblical lens. It's just amazing. As you as you hear um, Brother Kapow speaking or reading this article, you'll see what I mean. I mean, he's just, it's just fantastic. I think his compassion comes out quite a bit. Oh, um, definitely. And, and you he know, cares he cares about these people. And, yeah, he doesn't look at them just as, as bodies, flesh suits. He, he sees souls or dots behind them. On, a, on yeah. a map. He's, he's there, he actually calls them souls. Yeah, he sees the suffering. So I don't know who this man is, but. Um, we sure do love them. Pretty, pretty impressed with them. So mm -hmm. anyway, what you're looking at here is um, this is what a this is what it looks like when a Category Four hurricane, packing 150 mile per hour winds, hits your parish in Louisiana. Look at this. Crazy. Look at that stuff. And then uh, next picture, you got this is what it looks like in California. When nearly 14,000 lightning strikes ignite 900 fires, burning more than 1.5 million acres in about three weeks. Isn't that incredible? I mean, if you look at this this fire here, and then this one has a um, two firefighters. Yeah. I mean, and look at this right here. They're trying to save that home. And this car. I mean, it's a, these, these pictures. Trees, it's awful. It's just like anything else, you know. When you take pictures of nature or the moon, it never comes out the way you see it. Mm -mm. You and can, this I, is a structure. Yeah, can't imagine what that what that looks like. Okay, uh, and then next, this is what it looks like when a, a derecho, 
packing 150, uh, I'm sorry, 140 mile per hour winds, strikes Cedar Rapids, Iowa for 40 minutes without notice. Mm -hmm. And look at the trees. Look at this. Yeah. See, one of the things I didn't realize uh, until reading this, I didn't know that when that derecho hit, that there was absolutely no warning at all. It mm -hmm. just came up, and all of a sudden you have a, you know, a Cat 4 hurricane in your backyard. And yeah. just like that, boom. And, um, you know, for, for 40 minutes, it just knocked the heck out of everything. And look at this incredible picture. This is a person mm. standing underneath the roots of a tree. Wow. You know how old that tree must have been to, to have to have those kind of roots? I know, but look at, you yeah. can imagine the strength of that wind. Yeah. Because it just uplifted this tree and yeah. its roots. I mean, it's, and then you think of this, how heavy that, that tree is, that tree trunk. You know what's quite amazing when you look at this stuff is uh, mm -hmm. the, the loss of life is um, is it greater, much greater, than what these pictures? Oh yeah, these you know, are would just... assume would happen. Uh, unbelievable. Okay, well you just stay there on this picture. All right. I'm gonna read a little bit. If you're feeling like we're having, or if you feel like we're living through disasters of biblical proportion, here we go. This year, <laughs> you're not alone. All <laughs> right. Well, I am definitely not a Bible scholar. I checked, and it appears that in many religious traditions, the number 40 is taken to represent a large, approximate number of great significance, often separating two distinctive periods. For example, Goliath challenged the Israelites twice a day for 40 days before David defeated him. And Noah was on the ark as rain fell for 40 days and 40 nights during the flood. So let's take a look at the past 40 days and 40 nights. This is what's incredible. This is the past 40 days and 40 nights as a as, as up to this writing, which was just the other day. Exactly 40 days ago. Let me give you the exact date, just because I'm, I'm anal like that. Um, uh, come on, Paul. September 3rd. September 3rd. 40 days ago from September 3rd, Hurricane Hannah made landfall in Texas as a strong Cat 1 hurricane. It was the first hurricane to make landfall in Texas since Hurricane Harvey in 2017. Over 194,000 residents in the Rio Grande Valley lost power due to Hannah, which dumped several inches of rain, seven feet of storm surge, causing widespread flash flooding and brought 110 miles per hour winds downing trees and ripping roofs from homes. Okay? Mm -hmm. That was 40 days ago as of September 3rd. Today's the 6th. Just, what? Shall I do the pictures? I have three. Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. We're, yes, please. Thank okay. you. This is the first one. Hurricane Hannah? Yeah. Okay. And this is in Texas. And look at the, the water, the level of water here. My Lord. And this one. This is a residential area. Look at that. That flooding. Man, right up to the doors. And then the last one I have is this. And this was, this my one Lord. broke my heart because look at this. Yes. This man, it, 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 you, could, you could sense the overwhelming. Despair. Yeah. 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 My just, goodness. It's just so sad. 
Yeah. And you know how you just look at that and you're just like so devastated and not, how am I gonna, you know, how am I gonna clean this and repair all this stuff? I mean, you know, this could be part of his livelihood. Yeah, how am I gonna rebuild that? How many times you can't? Well, just five days later on July 30th, the tropical storm Isaias, you have pictures of that? Mm -hmm. It brought wind and rainfall to Puerto Rico, toppling trees, inundating streets, knocking out power for tens of thousands of people and destroying over 700, I'm sorry, 270 homes. Look at these trees and look at, there's like this one light. <laughs> wow, that's eerie. There's another. Yeah. There. That's that's really eerie. But it's like the light of Christ in darkness. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. And the darkness cannot t um, cover up the light. Mm -mm. Oh, wow. You got another one? Oh, and then there's this one. Oh, this is the same one, one. So. Oh, well. Oh. Puerto Rico. I must have my. I, no, that's uh, Isaiah. That's North. That's North Carolina. That okay. One. Here. Okay. So this is Puerto Rico again. Yeah. And then this is. Puerto the Rico. Third one. Yeah. Puerto Rico. My goodness. Oh. <laughs> oh, tall that is. Five days after that, on August fourth, now Hurricane Isaiah. It was a tropical storm. Now it's a hurricane made landfall in North Carolina as a Cat 1 storm. That's why you have the picture of the house in Carolina, because that's still Isaiah's. Mm -hmm. Then continuing to accelerate, but only weakening slowly, Isaiah's, which is interesting that they call it Isaiah's, you know, the prophet Isaiah, moved quickly to the north-northeast, lashing Virginia, Maryland, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, and Connecticut with tropical storm force and winds and rains. And guess what? Eight significant tornadoes. Eight. Wow. There's uh, another picture right here of uh, from North Carolina, this house. Oh, yeah. You know? My goodness. It, um... <laughs> this is the third one with the, the, the water. Is that North Carolina? Yeah, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And look at how close that is to yeah. these homes. Well, it says they had uh, over $4 million in confirmed damage. Isaiah is the costliest tropical cyclone to affect the northeastern United States since Hurricane Sandy in 2012. Do you, you get my point? I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but, you know, Kapow listeners, but you get my point how all this is in, increasing. 11 days after uh, Hurricane Isaiah made landfall and rampaged across a dozen states... The 2020 Midwest Dudhead Show, this thing is so weird. For all intents and purposes, it's an inland category four hurricane. It swept across the Midwest from South Dakota to Ohio, traveling 170, 700, I'm sorry, 770 miles and 14 hours, during which it caused widespread severe and some catastrophic damage to residential, commercial, industrial, agricultural property, hitting the Cedar Rapids, Iowa area and surrounding counties, especially hard. Do you have pictures of Dodecho? Let's see. 
the Midwest. That's the Derecho. And here we go. Look at this tree. Oh, yeah. That's nothing compared to uh, the other pictures you know, I've been seeing of that. Here's another one. Look at that tree that just split. <laughs> and the last picture that I have, this is the um, cornfield or yeah. some kind of... Corn or wheat. Those mm -hmm. wheat. Yeah, it's wheat. What do I know? I live in the desert. Ah, Wow. At the same time that Derecho was decimating Cedar Rapids, the first major hurricane of 2020, Atlantic hurricane season, was Hurricane Laura. <laughs> See how the hits keep coming? Mm -hmm. He emerged as a large tropical wave off of the West African coast. Uh, and then we'll get back to that later. A quick digression on the 2020 Midwest Derecho, though. Weather forecasters did not forecast the Derecho in advance. It struck with virtually no notice, becoming an extreme weather event that caused vast, widespread wind damage to residential, commercial, industrial, all kinds of property. And um, the wind damage um, was, was, was severe. At its peak, the most extreme winds reached 140 miles per hour. Wow. And that's equivalent to a Cat 4 hurricane. Uh, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, surrounding counties, counties were hit hard especially hard, every structure within 75 square miles of Cedar Rapids, city limits, that included uh, residences, 20 schools, businesses, were damaged. Some um, had hundreds of thousands of trees came down, and the city roads were impassable due to all the debris. It was a mess. Yeah. All right, so back to Laura. I think you have some Laura pictures, too. Yep, this is the first one. And look at this, devastating. Ooh, ouch. I mean, look at all these homes that have been, that were collapsed and blown away. Ugh, that's hard to imagine. That's just, I can't, oh, you can't God. even imagine that. I can't. I'm looking at a picture, but I mean, seriously. Wow. On August 17th, just eight days after Dedecho struck, Hurricane Laura began to form. The summer heat wave magnified by climate change combined with tropical moisture, storm energy to create thunderstorms in Northern California. And the resulting lightning strikes started hundreds of explosive fires across Northern California, driving California into a state of emergency. It burned over one million acres, Ms. Kapow. Yep. And what has now become known as the August Lightning Siege. And I have those pictures, but I wanted to show the one on Laura. Yes. Look continue. at this. Uh, these people, their homes. Oh. You know? You know what? The, the thing, I mean, this whole picture is very, very sad. But when you look up and see the ceiling fan, still intact. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What the heck? Look at that. The whole roof blows off, but you got this ceiling fan, <laughs> you know? I mean, it's just, that's an incredible picture. Yeah. My gosh. Lord, got to pray for these people. Amen. There was 2,600 people in California that still remain displaced in non-congregate shelters because fires continue to burn. Now, let's... Um, Here's California picture. Yes. Look at this, man. Now that picture, um, it just that that probably just really gets to me the most because he's a civilian. 
It almost looks like he has a Harley shirt on or something. I don't know what, what's by his feet. I don't know if it's like a little water tank. Um, yeah, I don't know. He, he has no mask on that I could see. Nope. Uh, and he just has that little headlight on his baseball cap. And he's standing there in 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 an inferno, in hell, basically. Um, yeah, look at that. Th- that. That's unbelievable that he's able to even stand there. Uh, that's... That's 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 like, you know, the picture of the year right there. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then here's a, a map of all the different fires in North uh, California, Northern California, Man. going down to uh, Los Angeles, the Sierra Look Mountains. Look how many, uh, yeah, burning in the Sierra Nevada Mountains. Mm-hmm. There's even some here in Utah. We've yeah. had some. These little specks. All over the place. Uh, some in Vegas. It's almost like it's raining down uh, fire and brimstone, huh? Arizona. Wow. You know? It's amazing when you look on it at the map like that. Yeah, little red specks everywhere. And, of course, you see the the big uh, red. Yeah, these are just... My Lord. And then we have this last one. Mm. I just... Oh, boy. You know, you, the trees and then this vehicle... Yeah. Sheesh. Oh, can't even imagine. Well, exactly one week later, on August 24th, remember, we're still in the 40-day period. 40 days, 40 nights of all this happening. Is, Is that incredible? It is. One week later, on August 24th, Hurricane Marco became the first of two tropical cyclones to threaten the Gulf Coast in the United States within a three-day period, the other being Hurricane Laura. Marco experienced rapid intensification, became a hurricane, and then kind of fizzled out before making landfall near the mouth of the Mississippi River as a weak tropical storm. And then three days after Marco and 11 days after the Duracho, on August 27th came Hurricane Laura. Mm-hmm. A deadly and devastating Cat 4 Atlantic hurricane that tore mercilessly, mercilessly through southwest Louisiana and east Texas, damaging over 700,000 homes as it became the strongest hurricane on record to make landfall in the state of Louisiana. On Can record. Imagine 700,000. The year 2020. Hey, 1985 called and said, come back. I know. I want to go back to 85. Please. Who was president? Was the, was the Gipper the president in 85? Ronald Reagan? Reaganomics. Let's go back. Uh, damage from Laura left over a million people without power. In some areas experienced a complete destruction of power grids. And Laura made 80 water systems inoperable, leaving about 200 thousand people without drinking water are you That's serious terrible. now listen all of this that that we just discussed that i just read to you and these pictures you just saw all of this in 40 days and 40 nights and guess what it's not even the peak of hurricane or wildfire season yet yep this is a picture of uh, oh. hurricane marco you know and um Here's the depression, then we have the storm, then we have a hurricane, 
storm again. Mm, I see. Did it, did it, that's why they said it fizzled out. Yeah. And then we have the uh, aftermath of it. Oh, so that this is what fizzles out. Uh, but when it hit Puerto Rico, it wasn't uh, fizzled. Mm-mm. Holy moly. And then our last picture is this. That's Marco. Good Lord. Good Lord. I mean, it's not even a matter of like just water. It's it's a matter of you can't even. I, can you imagine the, the the damage, the soil, the the pollution? How are you gonna live like that? So that's our last picture. Yeah. All right, um, and I'll continue with this then. Okay. Um. So maybe maybe I'll share the screen and get to what I'm looking at. Okay, I'll hit stop share. All right. Uh, I see you. You do? Mm-hmm. I don't see me. I don't even know where I'm at. I have no idea where I'm at, where I went to, why I'm not there. I don't even know <laughs> what I, I don't even know what happened to Zoom. I think Zoom just disappeared. I found me now. There you he, he are. He was in the, the, the recesses of my Mac computer. <laughs> okay, numbers can be powerful, but numbers could also be numbing. I just uh, let me let me see if I can share this. Um, and that way we all can celebrate together. Share my screen, Pablo. All right. Am I sharing? Yes, you is now. I is now. Now this is what he writes. This is uh, pretty pretty uh, informative. He says mm-hmm. numbers can be powerful, but numbers can also be numbing. Mm-hmm. Not surprising, numbers and num are linguistic siblings. Number is an ancient word originally used to refer to the act of seizing things. And that's something? Yeah, never knew that. knew that. And choosing where they would go. While num emerged from the time of Roman expansion in Europe to describe the experience of a person who has been seized. He'd be dumb, yeah. So especially big numbers that dissolve rapidly in the days of their noise. So please consider... The imagery below is another way to visualize what happened during the past 40 days and 40 nights. So here's some pictures. Also, here's Derecho, Hurricane Hana, Hurricane Laura. Wow, look how huge it is. Yes. Lightning siege wildfires in California, Hurricane Isaias. That's within 40 days. Crazy. And you know, the fires are just so... um so vulnerable because it's so dry out there now. Yeah. You know, well, well, we, we haven't had rain. We haven't had any rain, and even here we haven't had the monsoons. Mm-mm. We usually have our summer monsoon season, so there's no rains. So it was really dry and hot. Uh, damage and destruction wrought by these disasters over the past 40 days and 40 nights has been biblical in magnitude. This is the Red Cross, folks. <laughs> over 7,000 homes destroyed with or without major damage. And we've only begun to assess the damage caused by Laura in Louisiana. They represent tens of billions of dollars in insured losses everywhere. It's likely that uninsured losses will double that cost. Okay, I can't really read these charts here. A little small for for Pablo. But uh, whatever the dollar cost, the impact 
of this near constant drumbeat of major disasters on human lives is becoming incalculable. As for many people, endless disasters compounded by the social, economic, emotional health effects of the COVID-19 is simply becoming unbearable. Right now in the scripture, we didn't read it, but in those, those scriptures of Matthew 24, Luke 21, Mark 13, Jesus tells us that, that men's hearts will begin to seize up. Uh, what is that we learned the other day? The, the, the Greek the, for that is that... The um, spirit just The spirit leaps, leaps out. It's like, ah! It's like, it's like Casper the ghost, man, you know, uh, because of fear of what's, yeah. coming, what's coming down. Uh, we learned here in Nevada where we live, we just learned this the other day when we were looking at COVID-19 stats, how many people have actually died here. Uh, what we learned is the number one killer in Nevada, guess what the number one killer in Nevada is? Heart disease. People die of heart disease. Mm -hmm. And then I forgot, second was? Uh, cancer. Cancer. Then res lower respiratory. Respiratory. And then accidents. Accidents. And then and COVID was number five. Yes. It was number five on the list. And you think, well, why are they dying of heart disease and respiratory and stuff? Remember, in Nevada, all the, the casinos are smoking casinos. Everybody smokes like crazy. I'm just saying, it's linked to respiratory and heart disease and things like that. Accidents, probably, you know, you're, you're trying to get to your ashtray. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> uh, so, indeed, nearly half of all clients presenting in Louisiana over the past several days have requested disaster mental health services. Folks, mental health. One third of all clients are requesting disaster health services. The call volume from Hurricane Laura exceeds the call volume in the immediate aftermath of Hurricane Harvey. Mm. They had over 20,000 calls for unmet needs and assistance over the past week. Here's the picture he paints. He says, this is the track Laura took right here. See? It's the track Laura took. And this is the actual wind field. The deep red in the center is sustained winds of 150 miles an hour right here. Right there, folks. Uh, the red is 138. The pin is 115. And the gold is 92. Hmm. Uh, however you slice it. And now let's add in the 20,000 plus calls from people who remain in these devastated and overwhelmed communities where Laura struck who are calling the Red Cross for help. Look at them. These are the little oh. dots on the map. And they represent souls. Souls. 20,000 souls, people. What they are calling for, what are they asking for? Food, water, shelter, and financial assistance. And listen to this. And hope. Hope. Doesn't that break your heart? Yeah. That's awful. Awful. Yeah. And that reminds me of that picture of that man sitting... You know, with his his head in his hand, just looking at all that debris and yeah. Good Lord, and it breaks it down here. These charts break it down. Look at twenty thousand plus calls, and it tells you financial assistance, sheltering, long term sheltering, short term sheltering. Today, over one thousand two hundred Red Cross responders on the ground in Louisiana and East Texas supported by 400 virtual responders 
answered that call by providing food, emergency supplies, shelter, health services, mental health services, and spiritual care to at least 18,000 people in shelters in hotels across Louisiana, 51 pop-up service sites. The hardest-hit parishes and counties where thousands remain in damaged homes. Look at this. Many without power, water, or sewage, all affected by Hurricane Laura. Wow. I couldn't even believe to uh, begin to uh, look at this. So, and here's what he says. He says, those spreadsheet entries and circles on the map look like this in the real world. This is what's really happening. Look at the line of cars looking for assistance here. And they're doing this all during the COVID-19 pandemic. Look at this. Food is being distributed. American Red Cross supplies. Whoops. What do you do, darling? I don't know. Um, Incredible. He writes, we expect the number of people we're serving to grow as they uh, resume or assume responsibility for managing, serving, and caseworking all sheltering in the state of Louisiana. A total of at least 11,000 souls. That's a lot of people, folks. And we believe there are another 3,700 Louisianans who evacuated to Texas, many of whom will also become our clients in the next several weeks. For many, it will be weeks or even months before they can return home. And he names the parishes that were hit the most. Approximately 113,000 homes um, has power a week after landfall because of catastrophic infrastructure damage. Here is uh, public utilities here. As of today, this was September 3rd, the 19th consecutive day, they had 270 Red Cross responders on the ground in California, supported by 240 virtual responders. And they had kits and meals and prescriptions and a wide array of help. Delivery service was 15,000 square miles right here. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. And then um, he says, if you're wondering what supported by virtual responders means, it means it looks like this and a thousand phone calls needed and these people are on the phone and they're making things happen. So here's what he says as he ends. He says, we we see no end in sight to California wildfires. Uh, What we once approached as acute incidents subject to temporary incident command structures have now become chronic. Statewide condition requiring sustained resourcing for months at a time. So far, nearly 800 volunteers have been assigned to the August lightning siege. And more will be needed as we initiate our financial assistance program this coming week and we respond to wildfires that are sure to come. 40 days and 40 nights, folks, of humanitarian services. And this is nested into nearly 220 days of COVID-19 response. Has not changed the mission we do, but it does change the way we do the mission. Um, They shelter people in hotels now. Thousands of people in thousands of rooms in dozens of hotels across the country every night. 
We approach those non-congregate shelters as we would any congregate shelter by providing the full range of humanitarian services to our clients who have been profoundly affected by seven months of pandemic. It says service delivery looks very different. We wear masks and keep our distance, but we're still there. And you can see some pictures here. This, this must be a congregate shelter. See, it's a big stadium. There's some volunteers here. Presence is and always will be our mission because for every dot on the map I shared with you above there is a human face. Here's some of those faces, if you can see them. Look at this. These are real people in real trouble. Puppies, Look at this. Kittens and stuff. Yeah. This can all seem overwhelming whether you're a volunteer, a client, or a member of our paid staff, a partner, or a donor. We've all experienced some or all of this past 40 days and 40 nights together. And together is how we'll get through the next 40 and 40 nights days. So you are loved. You got this and smile. So um, that's some heavy, heavy stuff. Mm -hmm. And we're back, Ms. Kapow. And I think I think that's about it um, in that. That's, that's, that's enough. Yeah, that's pretty heart-wrenching stuff. So I don't want to complain too much about the heat after you see stuff like that, right? Mm-mm. Mm -mm. Well, give them a chow and... Uh, well, I do, I would like to say, you know, after we've seen all this, you know, that we need to pray for these people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you think of it, keep them in your prayers. And... Yes. Yeah, believers and non-believers alike, you know, there's a lot of believers over there and, you know, as... As and we've, you can imagine family members that are missing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, and pets and stuff. So there's a lot of heartache there. Heartbreaking. Um, anyways, thank you for listening. Ciao, babies.